1: This is Mornings with the Radio Maria. And on today's programme, we're going to have an update for you from the Catholic Union. Today we have, special for you, we have Deputy Director of the Catholic Union of Great Britain, James Somerville Meikle. Hello, James. Thank you for coming on the programme.
0: Good morning, Helena. Always good to be with you.
1: Always good to have you. There has been a busy, uh, my summer has been busy, but not as busy as your summer, my dear. Can you tell us, so, all right, there's, a, there's like one, two, three, five big things that we need to talk about. Let's start with a letter. <laughs> it always begins with a letter. There's, you shared with us last time about the scrap the cap. Uh, initiative that's been going on. Can you remind us what that is? What what cap are you talking about?
0: Yeah, gladly. Uh, well, this is a cap on uh, faith-based admissions to new free schools, um, which is a particular policy the government launched a while ago now um, that enables new schools to be set up that are funded by the state um, but are run by charities, Uh interest groups, faith groups. So we welcome the policy, but the problem was that there was a cap on the number of pupils that could be admitted to schools that had a religious character uh, of 50%. Um, and so for opening new Catholic schools, because they're so popular um, and are nearly always oversubscribed, it would have meant turning away pupils on the basis of their faith, um, which are bishops, Quite rightly said they couldn't they couldn't sanction. Uh, so at the beginning of the summer, the Catholic Union launched an open letter to the Education Secretary Gillian Keegan, uh, calling on her to scrap the cap. Uh, there's never any there's never been any evidence to justify it. Uh, it's a huge source of frustration to the Catholic community in this country, and um, and that was borne out in the letter because we got uh, well over a thousand people signed it from across England, uh, including many Radio Maria listeners, I'm sure. So thank you to everyone listening this morning, who backed that letter. And um, I'm delighted to say we were able to make uh, their voices heard because we handed that letter uh, into Gillian Keegan on Monday evening, Uh, we delivered it by hand, myself and the Catholic Union president, Sir Edward Lee went into the Department for Education, uh, which is a vast vast building we went up onto the fourth floor where the secretary of state and ministers have their offices and uh, we were able to uh, hand this letter into her in person with all the the names of the people who signed it so there's, uh, there's there's no risk of it getting lost in the post we we we've got proof photographic evidence that it was handed in so um so yes that's the latest on that and we're now sort of waiting for the government to respond we've got a few more uh, sort of cards up our sleeve in terms of ways that we can get the government to, to look at this again. But um, but uh, a huge thank you to, to all of your listeners who signed it and helped uh, uh, to make the voice of the Catholic community heard on this matter.
1: It's important. It's important, especially when it deals with our children, our future, our young people. So thank you, Catholic Union, for organising it. <laughs> wonderful wonderful all right all right so we've we've ticked that off that's a good thing to go it's it's on to its next steps in its process you also had dame rachel de souza championing some things with your recent lecture can you tell us what a dame rachel led de souza rachel de souza share with you guys
0: Yeah, gladly. Uh, That was a week ago now. Uh, So it's been a very education-focused couple of weeks. Uh, But we were hugely privileged to have um, Dame Rachel D'Souza, uh, the Children's Commissioner for England, deliver our annual Craig Meyer Lecture, um, which for those people who don't know is the Catholic Union's annual flagship lecture. Um, We give a, a platform to a prominent public figure to talk about something that's of concern to Catholics in this country. And we've had some really uh, interesting speakers over the years, uh, including Lord Byrd, the founder of The Big Issue, uh, Sir Rocco Forte, um, Field Marshal Lord Guthrie. So some really diverse, interesting speakers. And we were able to to add to that esteemed list on Wednesday last week with uh, Dame Rachel, um, who's a practicing Catholic, spoke very candidly about her faith, Uh, and her background as a head teacher for many years before taking on this role of children's commissioner in uh, March, 2021. Um, And what was really interesting about Dame Rachel's talk was that often, particularly with politicians and those who hold public office, they can be quite inward facing in their remarks. And it's about what they can do and their vision and how they can use their powers. Um, whereas Dame Rachel was very uh, honest in terms of the the limit of what the state can do. And she championed family life and said uh, that in so many cases, it's it's the family that's, that's the most important institution. And um, she's done a lot of work on this coming out of lockdown. Uh, she ran a really uh, interesting survey uh, of young people called the Big Ask um, which found that 78% 78% of young people said that if they had a problem that they would turn to someone in their family first so uh, those family networks are clearly really important for for young people so she gave some uh, reflections on that um and about the role of the family in society more broadly and the pressures on on schools these days. So it was a really enjoyable evening. Uh, we had about 80 or 90 people in the room, another 50 or so watching online. Uh, you can watch the lecture again. It's on our YouTube channel. And, uh, and you can also go through the text of her speech, which she uh, sent across. So do take a look. It's well worth sitting down perhaps with your with your morning coffee. Uh, or if you don't get a coffee break sometime this evening, um, have a have a watch or have a read um, there's some really really good stuff in there and um, yeah see what you think
1: with that did she give any indications so as helping in the children's education of how the institutions can help I guess the family instead of just focusing in the children did, they, did she have any discussion with that or did she just kind of give information was there any takeaway like this is what I need to do
0: Hmm. So I think her role as commissioner is quite a distinctive one in that she's not a government minister, so her sort of executive powers, if you like, are are quite limited, Um, although her role is a statutory one, so it's underpinned by by law and she has certain statutory powers at her disposal. Um, I suppose her talk last Wednesday was more uh, sort of her... Setting out her vision, if you like, mm. um, of where she thought. Uh, well, I mean, the the title we set her was creating a society where children can flourish, and it was a very broad ranging talk. Uh, so she talked about schools, she talked about the family, she talked about mental health, um, she uh, talked about the impact of lockdown uh, and how that's the the mental in, the mental health impacts that's had, and the fact that even now, um, I think something like 1.8 million children are down as being regular absentees from school. Um, so the impact of lockdown is still, is still very much with us. Uh, she spoke about migration. She had some very strong words to say about the government's uh, Illegal Migration uh, Act, as it now is, that that bill that was passed earlier in the summer. And um, and about technology as well, and about how um, you know online pornography and the fact that children oh. are often up in their bedrooms and you know for hours on end, and you know there's there's this sort of lack of kind of family time um, where parents can, can sort of get to know their children and uh, and talk to them about what's on their mind. So it was it was food for thought, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rather than setting out a sort of concrete policy objective because that's really the role of uh, of ministers.
1: Mm. I think it's been uh, one thing that the Catholic Union as well as other Catholic organizations such as Caritas SVP is supporting the family. I know we were just talking about the importance of of schools being able to bring their catholic pupils into the schools but I do I think it's a, a marvelous thing that the Catholic Church is doing so much to support the family, who are, as Dame, as as Dame Rachel shared, such an important, vital role for children and the, the number one role in bringing up the children. So that's yeah. yay, yay for us. Absolutely, <laughs> and
0: it's and it's and it's rare to hear public figures talk so candidly about it. I think there can be a, a bit of wariness in. Uh, Praising the family or you know, oh. talking about the benefits of it, but actually, no, she was she was very upfront and said, um, you know, through all her life, you know, there's one institution that is clearly the most important, and that's the family, and how the state needs to recognise the power of families, and not just see them as a sort of, you know, for the for the for the challenges they face. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, some some food for thought there.
1: I like that. I like that. Thank you, thank you, Dame Mitchell, and thank you, James. Mm. All right. Well, let's go on into so. Going from the family to, <laughs> so the family is my number one place, I'd like to spend my time. But there is the number two place, which is the workplace. Uh, Catholic Union is working on calling groups uh, for parliament to tackle workplace discrimination. Oh, where, what's happening in the workplace, James? What's going on?
0: Yeah, so I guess this is another big challenge we face, actually, along with uh, family life. Um, is around religious freedom at work, um, which is a legal right. You know, I mean, there are, there are lots of workplace rights. You know, when you go to to work, you should be free from discrimination because of your sex, disability, gender, uh, race. Um, and, but freedom of religion is also one of those rights. And perhaps we don't talk about that uh, often enough. But... Um, uh, I recall talking to you early in the in the year, Helena, about a survey the Catholic Union ran, um, which found that one in three people had faced disadvantage at work because of their faith, uh, and almost half of people felt they couldn't talk openly with colleagues about their faith, which is extraordinary if you think about it. And actually, if that was any other protected characteristic, you know, let's take disability. If we found that one in three disabled people were being disadvantaged at work, or a half of disabled people couldn't talk about uh, their disability at work and share that with colleagues, um, they were quite right to be outraged. Yeah. Um, so you know, part of our work has really been uh, shining a spotlight on it, trying to get some more airtime for it, in print and broadcast media. <clears throat> and um, we've got the opportunity to, to raise it in Parliament um, through a... Uh, Uh, an inquiry being run by Parliament's Joint Committee on Human Rights, which is a committee uh, made up of MPs and members of the House of Lords from different parties. Uh, It's chaired by the Labour MP, Harriet Harman, and they are running an inquiry into human rights at work. And clearly there are lots of things that should be looked at as part of that, the role of trade unions, uh employment contracts paying conditions for workers and of course all of these things are areas where the church has a lot to contribute you know i mean we have a very proud history in this country going back to to cardinal manning and the docker strike um which in many ways began or planted the seed for catholic social teaching as we know it today um but as well as making those points we've also used this inquiry to Uh, to highlight those concerns that we mentioned about Catholics and other people of faith not being able to bring their whole selves to work, and in some cases, uh, being disadvantaged or even facing discrimination because of their faith. And uh, we've teamed up with two other groups, the Christian Institute and the Evangelical Alliance to amplify our voice. Uh, They also submitted written evidence to the inquiry, as we did. Uh, so our three organisations uh, have written to Harriet Harman to say that as part of this inquiry, um, that you really ought to consider freedom of religion, that this is something that uh, we're concerned is, is is being watered down, has not been taken seriously enough by employers. So, you know, you've got the opportunity of this, of this parliamentary inquiry, uh, which is great, and we'd like to see some of that time and resource used at... Uh, getting under the bonnet, I suppose, of these concerns about freedom of religion.
1: Excellent, excellent! Oh, so much good work that you guys are doing. I love it. I love it, including the work that you're doing in talking. So we, I, well, before the program, we were talking about how the people are now heading out of Westminster and heading back to their different groups, back to their their the the locals that they that they. Represent, and uh, they're going to be discussing things and highlighting things. And recently, the Catholic Union has been calling on the Labour Party and the Angela Rayner to making faith a priority. Uh, does the Catholic Union reach out to both parties? Is it ballot? How does how does that work? As a oh James, how do you play all the sides? <laughs> <laughs> not play all the sides. That's wrong. That's wrong. How well, do you indeed, communicate not, yeah. <laughs> and work with? Sorry, how do you work with and collaborate with all yeah. the different, all the different uh, thoughts and ideas in Parliament?
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, so the the Catholic Union is apolitical, which means that we're not affiliated to any uh, political party. Um, you know, we're not part of the government. Um, you know, we are an independent group that represents the views and interests of lay Catholics uh, in season and and out. And, you know, we're very conscious that you know there are, there are 4.5 million Catholics in Great Britain, and they don't all think uh, the same, and they have very different political views. So, you know, our job is to kind of, to rise above the party politics and to make some broad points like the ones we've been talking about, you know, about the family and about religious freedom, um, and we make those points to to all politicians. Um, so Monday, as you mentioned, uh, I, I was talking to the Education Secretary about our scrap the cap campaign. Um, our letter to uh, the Joint Committee on Human Rights went to Harriet Harman, who's a Labour MP, um, and we've also written quite recently to Angela Rayner. Uh, who is uh, the deputy leader of the Labour Party? Uh, Sakir Starmer, the Labour leader, carried out a reshuffle of his uh, senior ministers, sorry, his senior shadow ministers. Um, and Angela Rayner has been handed the communities brief, uh, which is of interest to us because part of that includes faith engagement. And uh, it's quite an interesting appointment. Uh, I had a look through Hansard, and, which is the the record of kind of who says what in parliament and i can't see angela uh talking about faith a great deal so far um but the fact she's got this brief i think it's quite good news because the deputy leader of the labor party uh is a senior role she's a high profile politician so i think the fact she's got this brief is is good news and we've offered to uh well we've written to her setting out some of the issues we think that it would be helpful if Labour engaged with. Uh, We've offered to meet her, to to brief her on some of these, um, and to work with her uh, other other shadow ministers in the team, including a lady called Sarah Owen, uh, who is the shadow minister specifically for faith and communities, um, to make sure that the views and interests of concerns are heard in the Labour Party just as much as they're heard in government, and uh, you know, of course, next year at some point we will have a general election. Um, no one's entirely sure when yet, but we will get that election, and it's vital that uh, that all political parties, you know, especially the government and especially the official opposition, um, are aware of the interests and concerns of Catholics, and that we have that dialogue with them.
1: I love it. You guys are missionaries in our own country, into our own halls of justice and and law. And we're going to pray that uh, that your missionary work goes well and that Angela Rayner and all those folks might have their eyes open to how important faith is to the people of this country and how faith can also help bring about so much good. So much good. Oh, get her, get her, get her. Oh, and then we've got one more thing. You've got a couple, uh, we're about to. Ha- we're running out of time, but you've got a couple of uh, October events coming up. Oh, exciting. We're- September's almost over, James. How did this happen?
0: I know, it's incredible, isn't it? In fact, this morning uh, when I woke up and it was dark and... Uh, I could hear the wind outside it sounded properly autumnal oh, yeah. um so yes so so autumn is coming and uh, and winter after that but um but fear not because the catholic union is bringing you some events next month to um to to cheer you up as the nights get get uh darker uh we've got a pub talk um which is a bit more informal than our craig my lecture our, our craig my lecturers is uh it's a very big event, it's quite a formal setting, um, but our pub talks are much more informal. The talk is quite short and there's more kind of uh, interaction with our guest speaker. And uh, on the 11th of October, so in three weeks time, uh, we have a man called uh, Stephen Bullivant, Professor Stephen Bullivant, uh, he's an author, academic, uh, and he's,
1: friend of Radio Maria England, friend of Radio he Maria, is, he
0: is. Uh, and a friend of the Catholic Union. So he keeps he keeps very good company. Uh, he's going to be addressing the theme of is Britain a Christian country? Uh, he's done a lot of work surveying uh, the Catholic population and trying to get more of a handle on uh, the the demographics and the social attitudes of Catholics in this country. So he's going to be talking to us about that. That's, uh, as I said, on the 11th of October in the Windsor Castle pub at six o'clock. But for those who can't get to that, who are not in London, we've got a webinar coming up. We do uh, regular webinars at the Catholic Union, which give people across the country the chance to take part. Uh, and we've got one with Raymond Friel. Also friend
1: of Radio Maria. (laughs) Oh,
0: excellent excellent friends at Radio Maria. Uh, Raymond Friel, the chief executive of CSAN, the Caritas Social Action Network, um, and for many years a head teacher before that. He's got a new book out on Catholic social teaching, um, which is specifically aimed at schools, Parishes uh, at the grassroots level, kind of helping Catholics to uh, perhaps engage more with Catholic social teaching. It's a it's a term that we often hear. Um, I think we we see as being good, and I think a lot, you know, we we might have a sort of broad understanding of what it means. But uh, but Raymond's going to talk to us on the seventeenth of October uh, in in our latest webinar about this book and um, and a bit more about Catholic social teaching. So. Uh, do come along all details on the website uh, catholicunion.org.uk where you can also find details of how to support us because all our events are free um and you can sign up to our weekly briefing for free which gives you a weekly roundup of catholic news and commentary from westminster uh, but on our website you can also find details of how to support us by joining as a member or making a donation, uh, much like Radio Maria, we are kept going by the uh, generosity of our of uh, good 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 people. So. Um so please do, if you can, make a donation and, uh, and support our work.
1: And definitely check out the website because it also, there's so many resources on all the topics we've talked about today. And then more, there's still more of good work that they do. And the resources, I love it I, because you can find letters to sign, surveys to fill out. And this way you're taking an active part uh, as a citizen, but also as a Catholic, making sure your voice is heard in this country to our leaders. James, oh, we've run out of time. James, could you lead uh, us in prayer before we go? Uh,
0: Yes, gladly. Thanks, Helena. Um, In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, The martyrs of Korea, pray Pray for us.
1: Pray for us. Amen.